comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry in Kumasi, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Deuteronomy chapter 1 and verse number 6. And then we also read Deuteronomy 2 verse 2 and 3. He said, The Lord our God spake unto us in Horeb, saying, You have dwelt long enough in this mountain. Somebody say, Dwelt long enough. Okay. But the other one gives, comes with an instruction. And I love that instruction. Deuteronomy 2 verse 2 to 3. And the Lord spoke unto us, saying, you have compassed this mountain long enough. Turn you northward. I see somebody taking a positive turn. Amen. I see you finding your bearing right. Amen. Give me a believing amen. amen. Okay. Then we will do our picture. The focus for the teaching largely has come from that angle. John chapter 5. John chapter 5 and verse number 1. And then we'll read. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. We are told about how many sick foes were here. But verse 3, verse 4. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Now whosoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity for 38 years. Somebody say 38 years. Now, when Jesus saw him lying there, Verse 6. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he said unto him, Will thou be made whole? Amen. Amen. Now, this man had been dealing with an issue that had long stayed with him. Some people had been born and perhaps even died. And he was still there. It was a situation he couldn't know anything about. He was overwhelmed with it, but some way, somehow, when he encountered Christ at that point, there was a shift for him. And in this fast, as we encounter God, there's a shift for someone. Last, we started examining what it means to be stagnated, and then we also touched on some important things we need to understand about stagnation. We said that stagnation is a reality. Somebody say it's a reality. You may not be in it. You may not have experienced it. But there are people who are dealing with very, very serious issues that have stayed with them for a long time. We say stagnation is a reality. Number two, we say stagnation comes in different shapes or forms. Some are stagnated academically. Some are stagnated maritally. But whatever your own case is, it shall be settled tonight. I said it shall be settled in this fast. Stagnation in any area of your life has a cause. That's what we talked on yesterday. And then we said stagnation can be overcome. Praise God. So we want to start exploring how to overcome stagnation in life. How do we overcome stagnation? Sir Isaac Newton, a renowned scientist, postulated three laws 
We call them the three laws of motion. The three laws of motion. The first law of motion states that every object will remain at a state at rest or in a uniform motion in a straight line unless compelled to change its state by an action of an external force. Every object will remain at a position of rest until an external force pushes it to do otherwise. The second law states that force equals mass times acceleration. The third law states that for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. How many of you remember those laws? <laughs> now, according to the first law, something is very, very obvious. It's clear that stagnation cannot be overcome without generating a force. He says every object will remain in a state of rest. Now, some of us, we have been in that particular situation we don't like, we are not happy with, but we have been there for a long time because we have not been provoked or we have not generated the required force required to change our position and to move us forward. Yesterday, we said that we must first identify the cause of the stagnation, number two, and then discover and deploy the relevant spiritual forces to counter the stagnation. We want to look at one of those important spiritual forces that when engaged, when understood and engaged rightly, changes a person's position. We are looking at overcoming stagnation through the force of thanksgiving and praise. Somebody say thanksgiving and praise. Say thanksgiving and praise. Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 19. Jeremiah 30 19. He says, out of them shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of them that make merry and I will multiply them and they shall not be few. I will, glory, I will also glorify them and they shall not be small. I see your level changing. That looks like stagnation is broken right there. He says, I will multiply them if only I can receive thanksgiving coming from them. If I can hear the voice of melody from them, I will multiply them and I will move them from a stagnant position of being small to a, a position of greatness. I see that happening to someone now. I said I see someone experiencing that now. God always moves thanksgivers and praises forward. God always moves. He changes. In fact, in the book of Acts chapter 2 and verse 47, he said, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added daily such as should be saved. So there was no time where they were stagnant. From this season, there will not be any stagnancy in your life again. This is one vital weapon that God has given us. And it's scarcely and hardly used. Many people don't understand it. Those who understand it too don't know how to engage it excessively in order to enjoy liberty and freedom. Paul and Silas found themselves in a prison house. Their feet were held in stocks and their hands bound. But somewhere, somehow, they found the means to begin to praise God. And within a moment or two, God stepped in and everything was turned around. As you come onto this frequency and as you engage this force with revelation and understanding, I see every stagnation coming to an end in your life. Give me a belief in amen. 
I'm talking about the force of thanksgiving and praise. In the book of Psalms chapter 67 and verse number 5 to 7. Psalm 67 verse 5 to 7. He said, let the people praise thee. Let all the people praise thee. Let the, then shall the earth yield her increase. And God, even our God, shall bless us. Verse 7, he said, our own God shall bless us. God shall bless us and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. I see fearful blessings coming your way. I said, I see fearful blessings coming your way. Hear me, nothing stagnates destiny and destroys destiny like ingratitude. The cancer of ingratitude is dangerous. Nothing. Tell your neighbor, say nothing. Stagnates and destroys destiny like the cancer of ingratitude. When I come to think about the fact that a whole generation was delayed from entering and receiving what God wanted them to receive for 40 solid years because they will not open their mouth to celebrate God, then I see that it's a very dangerous thing to look out for. Do you know the principal reason why a group of people were fed with the same diet? I don't know how you can depend on one diet even for one week, every day, every day, uh, rice and beans, every day, rice and beans. For one month, I think you will complain. Praise God. A group of people ate one food for 40 solid years because they will not open their mouths to acknowledge the one who gave it. They were asking for meat instead of thanking God for what had been given to them. And there are many Christians who live their lives like that. Because of what they are expecting to receive, they have lost sight of what they have. And they are talking nonsense against God. Listen, you cannot come against God and make progress in life. Your greatest helper in life is God. So when God gets angry at you, you are doomed. May God release you from his anger. Can somebody give me a belief in amen? Give me a belief in amen. amen. Exodus chapter 16 verse 35. And the children of Israel did eat manna for 40 years. Exodus 16.35, King James Version. The children of Israel did eat manna for how many years? 40 years. 40 years. One diet. 40 years. The day you hear them complain or talk to God about the food that was given them. Now, by the way, manna was not any ordinary food, just like the attitude of many people are. Sometimes when you hear somebody complaining, it's not like everything is bad. Sometimes the things they are complaining about is a prayer topic for other people. Praise God. It's a prayer topic. So while you are busy insulting God and saying, oh man, God has not been fair to me. God has not been kind to me. God has not treated me fairly. And you are making all of those accusations. God is looking at the same person, another person, coming with him with that same prayer expectation. They see you. This thing, uh, you are just insulting me and abusing me about. Another person is asking me for it. That's why your status will remain the same. But I see God's mercy stepping in for someone. I said I see God's mercy stepping in for someone. God gave them manna. You know what the manna was? Manna, manna is actually not the name of the, what God gave them. This was angel's meal. Praise God. When we read the book of Psalms, manna is food that God gave to and the angels eat. And I, I can imagine why God will give them angels food. Because you see, 
They were walking in the wilderness for 40 years and 40 nights. And angels, they excel in strength. So whatever angels eat must be the best meal for any mortal to eat. But when God gave them manna, they were asking for meat. He gave them angels food and they told God, you know what manna is? Manna simply means, what is this? I give you iPad, he said, what is this? You can imagine what it means? I give you 500 ganas, what is this? I give you a wife, what is this? I give you a child, what is this? Somebody is believing God for a child. Another person is also complaining to God for giving him a boy instead of a girl. Somebody is just trusting God. Lord, just give me a husband. Another person is also cursing God. Why have you given me a husband and you are not giving me a child? Listen, it's an attitude. I'm not talking about just singing praises. That's a part of it. But it's an attitude now change that must shift drastically in your life if you want to see God intervene in your life. I want you to come to a place where you don't have a cause to accuse God. I have never once in my life had an occasion or had a reason to accuse God or point, say something negative to God. He has always done so, everything well for me. Everything well. Everything well. Because God is never wrong. Listen, God never owes anybody. So when you begin to feel that God has offended you, you will end up becoming grounded in life. Grounded in life. The attitude of gratitude is what changes people's position. He said, out of them shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of them that make merry. They were small before. I will multiply them. Why? Because I need to change their status. I will change their status from smallness to greatness. May your status change. Amen. I said, may your status change. Amen. God naturally changes the position of those who are grateful. Until you are thankful to God for your present position, you will never change it for the better. Until you are thankful, you are appreciative, you genuinely thank God. You don't have a shoe. You need a leg before you need a shoe. Do you have a leg? Continue to thank God enough until he, he's tired of your thanksgiving for a, a shoe and the, for a leg, and then the shoe will follow. Am I communicating here? And that's what the Bible said by everything, by prayer, supplication with thanksgiving. A lot of people can pray about one thing for a long time because they don't understand the place of thanksgiving. They don't. They don't at all. God is not obligated to take you. To the place you want to be if you cannot thank him for where he has brought you already. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's not obligated to take you to the place you want to be if you cannot acknowledge where he has brought you and thank him enough for it. How powerful is the voice of thanksgiving? Through the force of thanksgiving, five loaves of bread and two small fish. When I read it this evening, I was up. Two small fish could feed 5,000 plus people. All through Thanksgiving. Two small fish. Five loaves of bread. It just tells you how powerful. There are people who think that prayer and fasting is powerful. Listen, it's not as powerful as praise and Thanksgiving. When it becomes your lifestyle, it is not as powerful. It's not as powerful. Fasting and prayer. I believe in fasting and prayer. And I fast quite often as God gives me grace. 
But I am stronger in praise and worship. I'm stronger in gratitude and thanksgiving than I'm stronger even in, uh, in prayer. Because that is something you can do. He said we should pray at all seasons. But we should also praise in all seasons. Rejoice always. And again, I say, and he said, in everything, give thanks. In everything. In everything. Lazarus was dead, stinking four days in the grave. Jesus stood there. And rather than complain like everybody else was complaining. You see, you see, when you complain to God, your matter becomes complicated. Never forget it. When you complain to God, your matter becomes complicated. There are many people, they're pretending that they are, they are actually praying. It's a matter of protest and context you are doing with God. Just, just accusing God. <laughs> I pray that grace to be thankful will come upon someone. I said, may grace to be thankful come upon someone. If you look into your life, you have more to thank God for than the ones you are complaining about. And you see, because God knows that he has done so much and you are not thanking him enough, he is not even looking in the direction of that prayer request. It's not there. And this is, must be our foundational force. When the Spirit of God was leading me in this, I, I, we are in a season of fasting and prayer. Why must we start with thanksgiving? Because that's what will position our right to have audience with God. If the fasting and prayer we are going to do will deliver any useful results to you, it's your quality of thanks for what God has done already that will determine. Because see, prayer is an exercise in fertility if it's not wrapped with thanksgiving. It's an exercise. Three ways thanksgiving and praise empowers you to overcome stagnation. One, thanksgiving and praise guarantees you unrestricted access to God. Unrestricted access. Somebody say unrestricted access. If you want to have unhindered, unrestricted access to God at all times, then be a thanksgiver. Become addicted to praise. Wake up with praise. Sleep with praise. Dream with praise. Walk with praise. Talk with praise. Everywhere you go, make praise your practical identity. The Bible said, enter his gaze with thanksgiving. It gives you unrestricted access to God. Thanksgiving and praise. Hear me. When you read Psalm 104, he says, enter his gaze with thanksgiving. So, you are tempted to think that thanksgiving and praise just brings you into God's presence. But let me tell you, thanksgiving and praise does more than that. It does not just bring you into God's presence. It keeps you permanently in the presence of God. Keeps you there permanently. Thanksgiving and praise does not just bring you into God's presence. It settles you permanently in God's presence. Why? Psalm 22 verse 4. Psalm 22 verse 3. It said, Oh, thou art holy. Thou that inhabitest the praise of Israel. He inhabits. When there is praise going on in your house, God will dwell in your house. When there is praise going on around you, God will dwell with you. One of the people God cannot walk with, God cannot be close to, God cannot identify with are memories and complainers. He has no business with them. In the natural, none of us likes nagging people. Somebody who nags all the time, complaining all the time. Nobody, how much more the creator of the, the whole universe. God never leaves the company of praises and thanksgivers. You remember the man Isaac. The Bible said the man became great, began to prosper, and went forward. That's, let's read that. It will help somebody. Isaac, Ego, Shagaraba, Genesis chapter 26, verse 12 to 14. 
He says, Then Isaac sowed in the land, and the Lord blessed him. Sowed in the land and received in the same year a hundred years, and the Lord blessed him. Verse 13. And the man who was for new King James, the man began to prosper and continue prospering until he became what? Very prosperous. That's unstoppable progress. There was no stagnation. It was not like he started and then went up and came down. After this fast, there will not be any stagnation in your life. I said there will be no stagnation in your life. Now, did he come across opposition? Steve won. Isaac came across stiff opposition. A whole nation rose against an individual and they could not stop him. Why? Because God had told Isaac, dwell in this land and I will be with you. And for God to be with you, you have to be a person of praise and gratitude. Praise God. Because you see, the atmosphere God dwells in is the atmosphere of praise. That's the place God stays. Anywhere people complain, anywhere people protest, God does not like that at all. But where there are songs of praise, songs of gratitude, songs of joy, God cannot simply, Paul and Silas could go to prison and God was not arrested, God was not charged, God decided to become a prisoner for one night because in the prison, certain people were there to praise him from the prison. You would die in your prison if you fail to acknowledge that God steps in in time anytime we generate praises to him. Praise God. When it becomes your lifestyle, it is easier to do it when we are in church. When you struggle with praise, when you struggle with prayers of thanksgiving, songs of praise, it's simply because you have not yet put on the garment of praise yet. When you have a garment on, everywhere you go, it shall be seen. And I pray that from this season, you'll be baptized with the spirit of praise and gratitude. Give me a louder amen. Amen. How does thanksgiving and praise empower you to overcome stagnation? Number two, thanksgiving and praise position you to enjoy continuous helps from God. Somebody say continuous helps from God. Say continuous helps from God. You know, this life, everybody needs help. There's nobody who is strong enough not to need help. Everybody needs help. And the helper of us all. In fact, the place you can get the most secured help is God. So in the book of Psalms, 1 and 2, David said, I will lift up my eyes. 1, 2, 1, 2, 1 and verse 1 and 2. He said, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord. That's what David said. Psalm 1, 2, 7 verse 1. He said, except the Lord be the house, the labor in vain that build it, except the Lord watch over the city, the watchmen wake, but in vain. Until God is your helper, you'll be utterly helpless in the journey of life. How will God help you? Every time somebody, you do something for someone and the person appreciates it. Even sometimes the person may not need another help. But when you look at the person, you meet the person, you are willing to offer another help if the person wants it. How many of you have been there before? But somebody came to you, I need 500 Ghana CD, and you gave him 250. And the 250, he looked at the money somewhere, looked at your face somewhere, and left. I'm not sure next time, if he comes for 5 Ghana, you will give him. And many of us have cut ourselves off the help of God because we are not grateful. Because we are not grateful. Look at the man, Uzziah. Second Chronicles 26, verse 15. He said, And he made in Jerusalem engines invented by cunning men to be on the towers and upon the boards to shoot arrows 
and great stones with her, and his name spread far abroad. Second Chronicles chapter 26, verse 15. His name spread far abroad. 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 What was the secret? Because he was marvelously helped by God. May you experience the marvelous help of God. I said, may you experience the marvelous help of God. When God is helping you, you continue to spread and spread and spread. May your business spread. May your influence spread. May your children spread. May we spread as a commission. In the mighty name of Jesus. Marvelously helped. Marvelously helped. Marvelously helped. Marvelously helped. Based on who is helping you, it will determine whether you go far or not. Apostle Paul continued. Looking at Acts chapter 26 verse 22. He said, having therefore, Acts chapter 26 verse 22. Having therefore obtained help of God, I continue unto this day. You see, people whom God help, or people, those whom God help, they it cannot be stopped. He said, I continue till this day. Whatever you have started will continue. Yeah. I said it will continue unabated. Yeah. Why? Because God is helping you. You have started a business, it will continue. You have started a relationship, it will continue. You have started marriage, it will continue. Nothing will cut it short. Nothing will be able to stop it. In the name of Jesus. Our people, when God begins to lift them like Uzziah, they begin, they desire not to render again. Number three, thanksgiving and praise position you to receive speedy answers from God. No one can command answers in prayer without a lifestyle of thanksgiving. In the book of Philippians chapter 4 verse 6, he says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God, and the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Hear me. Thanksgiving positions you for speedy answers from God because it guarantees you both access and audience. Somebody say access and audience. Say access and audience. Say access and audience. You can have access without audience. When you are looking for President Akufuado and you go to the Flagstaff House and you go through all protocols and then you get to be ushered into his office and you get to meet him. And while you are with, the, with him, you are with him for one hour. And all through that period, he is on phone. Until the, the, the other person, the, whoever places, the security person there, comes to tell you that your time is up. It's obvious. You had access, but no audience. And there are many people who come into prayer like that. They have access. When we say we are praying, ah, go, 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 go. Access. But no audience. Because you see, what proves that you have audience is the results. Audience. Audience. Many have access in prayer without audience. What? Listen. Every time you pray, your the, the thanksgiving content of your prayer must be heavier than the prayer itself. He says in Philippians, he says, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known. What it shows, what it simply means is that every prayer is not known or heard until thanksgiving is heard. The only acceptable passcode to the gates of heaven 
for answered prayer is thanksgiving. That's why you must know how to do it from the depth of your heart. That's it. Two ways to engage the force of thanksgiving and praise for continuous advancement in life. Number one, never underestimate the dangers associated with memory against God. Never, 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 never. Many people think that they can just speak anything against God and get away with it. No. When you murmur against God, it goes against you. If you decide to use your tongue against God to murmur against God, you, he will make you a mockery on it. Praise God. Look at the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10. It's actually a warning. He said, neither member as some member and were also destroyed of the destroyer. You see? <laughs> the moment you begin to make complain your lifestyle, Satan takes hold of it. We have already said that thanksgiving and praise is a place God dwells. So you can imagine. Anywhere God is not, Satan will be there. Am I communicating to somebody? Anywhere. So, if you don't surround yourself with God, Satan will reign. And when Satan reigns around you, you are doomed. When Satan reigns around you, you are doomed. God reigns and rules in praise. Satan also reigns and rules in a place of complaining and memory. When you read the good news version, he said, we must not complain. As some of them did, and they were destroyed by the angel of death. Look at Amplified Version. Amplified Version says, Neither discontentedly complain, as some of them did. I, I like this one. He said discontentedly. Because the complaining is born out of discontentment. There is something you don't have. So you have become so discontented. With, you see, when we say somebody is discontented, it does not mean that they have nothing. It means that they are not satisfied and happy with what they have. Praise God. And you complain. When you are complaining, it's born out of discontentment. The Bible said, <laughs> and were put out of the way entirely by the destroyer, death. May you not be put away. Amen. Some of us are killing certain blessings God is bringing our way by our complaining lifestyle. Every time the blessing is coming, you go about speaking a way you don't ought to speak. May the grace of God keep you to be decent in your language. Give me a believing amen. Number two, choose a thankful and a praiseful life. Choose it. It's a choice you have to make. Somebody say it's a choice. It's a choice. Say it's a, choice. it's a choice. In everything, give thanks. Good news says, be thankful in all circumstances. The message verse in the same place, thank God no matter what happens. And then the New Living Translation, Colossians 3.15. And let, he said, and always be thankful. Colossians 3.15. Always be thankful. Receive grace to be always thankful. Receive grace to be always thankful. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hear me. A lifestyle of praise and thanksgiving is a choice. It's not a wish. Oh, somebody says, I wish I would always be that excited like pastor. No, it's not. I didn't wish it to be. It's a choice. Somebody says it's a choice. It's a choice. It's a, you have to choose. You make a quality choice. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. Out of my will. It's a choice. I will bless the Lord at all times. And if there was a man who had a cause never to bless God, it was David. If somebody really had a legitimate never to bless God, it was David. He had too many of them. Born out of wedlock. Didn't like by his father. 
was able to come into prominence. When he comes into prominence, the person he came into pro prominence and benefited most became his chief enemy, looking for him to kill him. From the age of 17 to the time he became about 30 years, so so persecution from left to right. He was living, he moved from the palace and he was living in tombs. But while he was in all of these places, the praise of the Lord was on his mouth every day. No wonder God lifted him from the tombs and brought him back to the palace. Listen, when you are a praiser, no matter where they put you, God will pick you and bring you up. Let's keep. Let's keep. Let's keep. Learn it. Psalm 145, verse 1 and 2. He said, I will exalt thee, my God, O king. I will bless thy name forever. Psalm 145. King James, please. I will exalt thee, my God, O king. I will bless thy name forever. Every day, look at this. This is a praiseful life. Every day, somebody say every day. every day. Every day. We are not in church every day. Because you don't bless God every day. When you come to church and we are blessing him for 30 minutes, you don't look excited, you don't look interested. Praise God. But when you bless God every day, you wake up in the morning. I will praise you, Lord. I will bless you, Lord. And that becomes your natural habitat. It flows out of you. 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 Every day, I will bless you. Every day, every day, every day. Psalm 56 verse 12, he actually took a vow to praise God. He took a vow to daily, thy vows are upon me. Oh Lord, I will render praises unto thee. Did you see that? He bound himself with the vow. Some of us, it's as if we are taking an oath of complaining and memory. Because that's all you see. You come to church, prophecies will be declared. Your faith will come alive. You go home, and when Satan comes to try the word, then you begin to complain. Then you begin to complain. Let me close with five ways to live a thankful life. One, constantly acknowledge and keep accurate records of the benefits of God in your life. Constantly. Constantly. Somebody say constantly. Constantly acknowledge and keep accurate records of the benefits of God in your life. Constantly. Psalm 77 verse 12. I will meditate also of thy work and talk of thy doings. I will also, I will meditate also of all thy work and talk of what? Thy doings. Meditate on it. Constantly acknowledge you know why people are not thankful and they are not praiseful? Because they can't see the works of God. They can't see it. And it's not that God has not done it. They have blinded their eyes by the things they lack. Because they want a car, they can't see the life they have. Because they want a wife, they can't see that if they were living on the streets, they wouldn't desire a wife. So the first thing, if you want a wife and you have not gotten Thank God that if you were to get a wife, you have a place you can stay with a person. Am I communicating to somebody here? That's what you need to thank God for. Constantly acknowledge. Constantly. Because the blessings of God, are, they come to you daily. Psalm 68 verse 19. He said, blessed be God who daily loaded us with benefit. Daily, 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 daily. I'm not saying you have everything, but I'm saying that daily you receive benefits. Every day, there's no day. That's why you have no reason for a single day not to bless God. Any moment you are thanking God, you are manifesting ingratitude. Because daily, something is coming to you. It may not be what you are praying for. It may not be what you desire. But every day, God gives you something good. 
and that alone demands that you constantly bless him. David said, what shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits to me? Psalm 116 verse 12. Again, Psalm 103 verse 1 to 2. He said, bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all his benefits. Why are you not blessing him with your soul, with your body, with your mind? Because you are forgotten. Forgotten suddenly. Where God picked you from. If God forgotten suddenly, the answers God gave you before. As we begin proper and we switch in into deep intercession tomorrow, you have to come to a place where you have actually from your heart thanked God enough. We have declared that God has spoken into this chapter and into this half. That is a season of new chapter. But listen, if you are going to maximize this season, first, spend quality time. And for the past six months, count from January, February, March, April, May, and June, and give God quality times. When you are able to do that, then you can see that July is open up to you. Am I complicating here? Settle that. Number two, maintain a high regard for every act of God in your life. Maintain. Somebody say maintain. maintain. You have to maintain. High regard. You see... <laughs> Many people don't regard the works of God. In fact, in the book of Psalm, verse 24, verse 28, verse 5, Psalm 24, verse 5, it said, because they regard not the works of God. They regard it. They regard not the works of God. They regard not the works of God. You see, it is a great risk to belittle any act of God. It's what? I said it's what? A great risk to belittle any act of God. When we say people don't regard the work of God, they simply don't, they take it for granted. What is life? You wake up in the morning and what you are thinking about is money you don't have. You are not thanking God first for the life you have. It's because the life has become something little for you. You don't value it. Any act of God that you take for granted can ground you in life. If you can't thank God for his finger, you don't qualify to see his hand. Every time you see an act of God around you, and every day you see some. Every day you see some. Every day that you are alive, you see some. That's what the Bible says. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Some of you, you have done well so far. When it comes to prayer, you do well. First thing you do well. But listen, he said, add this to your faith. For your faith to work in totality, it takes a lot of things. Oh, it takes a, it's not one thing. It's not one thing. He said, add to your faith temperance. Add to temperance this. There are many things we add. You can't have a nice cake without adding a lot of things. Bible says all things work together. And this particular one is central. Is what? An attitude of praise and gratitude is central. So, not take number three. See and relate to the present challenges in your life as opportunities for the manifestation of the glory of God. If you are going to be praiseful at all times, every one of the challenges you see in your life, treat them as opportunities for the manifestation of the glory of God. You see, when you see a challenge as an opportunity, you are excited about it. When you see the challenge as a problem that is about to kill you, you see that your heart is down. You are depressed. Full of energy. The Bible says, count it all joy. When you fall into James 1, 2, count it what? All joy. When you fall into diverse tests and trials. Can you imagine that? All joy. How do you count it joy? Count it joy because the outcome is good for you. I said, count it joy because the outcome is good for you. 
I don't know what it is that you can pray about, but you can't smile about. But in this season, may the grace of God that compels a person to go beyond his natural abilities, may that grace come upon you. May you be empowered to count it all joy. Count it all joy. When you are going through testings and trials, you are believing God for this breakthrough, it does not come. But when people talk to you about it, you are excited. Why? Because you know God is turning it around for your good. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 16, verse 16 and 18, he said, for which cause, for the which cause, we faint not. For though our outward man perished, our inner man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, verse 17, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more. Somebody say a far more. Shout it a far more. Say a far more. A far more. And a seeding weight of glory. That's what is happening. The challenges you are seeing, you are complaining. And you are accusing God about. If you knew that at the end of the day, it's coming with greater glory. It's coming with greater honor. It's coming with greater blessing. If you knew it, you want just a child. God will give you a twin. Can somebody give me a believing amen? You want just a job. God will give you multiple offers. That's what the Bible is saying. He said your light affliction will work for something greater and bigger. When you have this understanding, you can smile at every storm. You can smile at every storm. See them as opportunities. Number four, keep your focus on God, his word. What he has done and not what he's here to do. Keep your focus. Somebody say, keep your focus. Say, keep your focus. David said in Psalm 57 verse 7, my heart is fixed. Oh my God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and praise. <laughs> keep your focus steadfast. Don't move. Don't look to the left or to the right. Keep your focus on God, on his word, what he has done, not what he's here to do. A lot of people are not, are thankless and praiseless because they are looking at what God is here to do instead of focusing on what he has done already. And then finally, put your faith in God's limitless abilities to fulfill and bring to pass all his great and precious promises in your life. The Bible says all the promises of God are yea and amen. All the promises of God are what? Yea and amen. The Bible said Abraham staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Strong in faith. Strong in faith, giving glory to God. Stagger not. You must believe, believe, believe beyond all reasonable doubt that even if your body is dead, God can resurrect the body. That's what the Bible said. Abraham did not consider his body now dead. Not the deadness of Sarah's womb. He considered his own body not dead when he was 100 years plus. God brought it up. I don't know what you are dealing with, but when praise is engaged, when thanksgiving is engaged with understanding, stagnation no more. By the baptism of the spirit of praise, by the, spirit, by the baptism of the spirit of joy, may you receive the capacity to thank God at all times. Stand on your feet and receive it now. Receive grace. Receive grace. Say, Lord, I receive grace. Open your mouth and talk to God. Receive grace. It takes grace. When things are knocking against you to praise God. It takes grace. When you have a, med a bad medical report and you are thanking God. 
It takes grace. Open your mouth. Roto Kaliba. When you are believing for good news and bad news come, it takes grace to praise God. It takes grace to praise God. Moko Sagalalabaha. Lambado Kosabadaba. Paliko Sande Debea. Intabale Kabasu Debe. Brado Kololobo Sindaba. Brade Ketese. Zudaba Kaba. Thankful, 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 thankful. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Paleko sagadabakata basabra. Rapato kalalabasabrandaba. Wasarenda to Jehovah. For he has done so very much. Was surrender to Jehovah, for He has done so very much for me. Nara, 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 nare, nare ke, nare ke, lebo, wasararen, to Jehovah, for he has done, can somebody come out of yourself and give him, the thanks and the praise in his house. already and give him quality thanks for it. Lift up your hands once again. You see? <laughs> Peter and John, he said, set as I have, give I thee. Set as I have, give I thee. The spirit of grace, the spirit of grace and the spirit of praise at work in my life and upon me. As many as desired, I decree the baptism of the same upon your life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Receive the baptism of the spirit of praise. Never to find fault with God. Never to complain against God. Never to grumble against God. And as you do so, I see a new chapter open for you. Shout a living amen.
Farquhar has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books by Pastor Farquhar, please call 540 or 204 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Farquhar on Facebook and Twitter. You can also visit our website at www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our two English services. 6.30 a.m. First service. 8.45 a.m. Second service. And on Wednesdays for our Word Encounter service at 6 o'clock p.m. At our church auditorium on the top floor of Nana Ama Ejakuma Plaza. Opposite the Unity Oil Station. Santasi Roundabout. Kumase, Ghana. God richly bless you. Hey!